Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Michael, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I'm your host, Ashley. This is my lovely co-host, Michael Duncan. How are you? I'm doing just dandy, Ashley. How are you? I am good. Happy to be back. Lots to talk about. Um, The NFL has officially passed the franchise tag deadline. So all of those who are being franchise tagged have already been. We have lots of new contracts and we'll preview some of the upcoming free agency. So, yes, we will. Where do you want to start? Uh, let's just go through a c- couple quick coaching changes things. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, we took the last couple weeks off, mm-hmm. uh, but there wasn't, you know, all the head coaches were hired before, uh, well, by the time we did our last episode after the Super Bowl. Um, but two big moves, uh, one of which is not too surprising, uh, both with the Eagles after losing both their offensive and defensive coordinator. Uh, they did promote Brian Johnson from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator, a move that mm-hmm. was not surprising to anyone that was following along with the Eagles at all. Um, uh, he's most likely going to be a head coach. He's going to be a very he- hot head coaching candidate in a year or two, so mm-hmm. not too shocking there. The Eagles knew it. Uh, he had offers to go coach elsewhere, offensive coordinator, uh, but he's also known Jalen Hurts like his entire life, which is kind of crazy. Uh, so very obvious move there. Um, and then they hired Sean Desai out of Seattle as the defensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He won the job over in-house candidate Denard Wilson, uh, who then quickly mutually parted ways with the Eagles and left yeah. to go coach the DBs in Baltimore. Uh, Sean Desai was the defensive coordinator for a little bit in Chicago. Actually, had a decent amount of success there before just being a part of the firing that happened, you know, two years ago uh, mm-hmm. and was able to catch on in seattle for a little bit before landing this job um and that does leave the eagles as i think the only i could be wrong about that the mm-hmm. bucks maybe maybe but uh one of the only teams in the nfl with all three uh coordinators being minorities which is pretty cool yeah it so. is very cool um also i thought while you were talking about that we didn't get to talk about eric Bieniemy yet either Ah, yes. Good point. Yes, yeah. that was the one we had missed. Eric Bieniemy did move on from the Kansas City Chiefs and is now an assistant head coach with the Washington Commanders. And offensive coordinator. And offensive coordinator. Sorry, that was like a the assistant head coach was like a little caveat in his resume. Yeah. Um, I know part of it is kind of making one last push. There's been many coaching cycles where he was rumored to be one of the biggest, you know, hot. It was like every... Like, Every head coaching cycle for the last several years. It seems to be one last push for him to say, listen, it's it's not just Andy Reid. I do have something to show. So he moved on to the Washington Commanders. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a really hard time with that whole scenario because I think I tend to look on the bright side a little too often when mm-hmm. it comes to stuff with minority coaches and all that. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to work on. But like it's not like we don't ever see them get hired and it's not Mm -hmm. like he doesn't have the exact resume that people are looking for. There has to be something like, I just, I feel like there has to be something you've had different players come out in the past that have said, you know, he doesn't do much, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really not him. It's Andy or whatever. Um, I don't know. We're not in the building. We're not in the interviews. I don't know if he interviews. Well, he certainly, uh, talked well in his opening press conference with the uh, Washington commanders, but that's not the same as an interview. So I have no clue. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. Uh, I hope for his sake, you know, I hope he has success in Washington Uh, of all the places to go. That's not really where I'd want to go. There are train wreck waiting to happen all the time. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. Um, It was, it was an interesting move considering there were like other options open, but for, for him, for the commanders, they, they feel like it's best for their future, even with lots of gaps to fill for that team. Um, Big news this past week was that Calvin Ridley was officially reinstated by the NFL. He will play for the Jaguars this year. He was traded from the Falcons to the Jaguars while he was suspended on his indefinite suspension. Calvin Ridley did put out a, um, a really amazing article in which he goes into talking about, you know, just 
straight up, I messed up. And here's a little bit why. Um, I wanted to read one little part of it that was, that stuck with me. And it says, whenever people ask, quote, what were you thinking? The only answer I can give is I wasn't. When you're depressed, you're not thinking about anything in the future. You're just trying to get through the day. In the article, he talks about how he had a broken foot, how somebody had just broken into his home. He had stepped away from football because of anxiety and depression. And just so oh, we, we talk a lot about how the NFL has and the players specifically have tried to decrease the stigma around mental health in, in sports and to hear an article written so eloquently, so like personable that you can read it and really relate to his story and being so open with his struggles with mental health was really, really amazing. I agree. It was a really great read. Mm -hmm. Um, not something I was expecting when I woke up this morning. Uh, but again, really awesome. I mean, yeah. I've said it once. I've said it a thousand times. I've been very lucky as an Eagles fan to have both Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson mm-hmm. be two of the most outspoken players in the NFL when it comes to mental health struggles. Um, it's something that has very much been a part. Like, I remember when the Eagles made the Super Bowl in 2017. With mm-hmm. all the national media, they would all ask Brandon Brooks to tell his story about all of the stuff he went through about a thousand times. And all you heard from the Eagles media guys were like, yeah, that's awesome. We've written about 20 articles on that. Yeah. Like, it's not that we don't like, it's an incredible story, but Mm -hmm. we don't need to hear it again. We're doing other things. Um, So I think sometimes I do kind of forget how lucky I am in terms of how normalized that is in our fans culture uh, Mm -hmm. comparatively to, you know, the 31 other teams. So it's awesome to hear Calvin Ridley talk out about it. I don't think that it's a coincidence to look at who his head coach is now. Doug Peterson, who coached that 2017 Eagles team and has um, dealt with is the wrong word, but has eloquently dealt with Mm -hmm. uh, the stigma surrounding mental health when it comes to his players before. So uh, it's awesome to hear. It sounds like he's right. I'm glad Mm -hmm. he's feeling good. He says he's going to put up 1,400 yards a year with Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um so yeah, I'm just excited to see him back on the field and uh, I'm glad that he didn't try to make excuses. Yep, exactly. And th- I think that was a really cool thing for me. He goes into a little bit about the specifics of what, you know, why he put money on it and wasn't thinking and all this, but just to blatantly say I messed up and there there's I'm not talking myself out of it. Like I I was straight up the entire time was really awesome. Um how are you feeling about him on the Jaguars? I know we've had the conversation about him when the trade happened about how, how this could be one of the greats of a trade when it happened, if he was to be unsuspended um, and reinstated. How are you feeling now about that? Oh, I love it. I still think it's mm-hmm. an awesome trade. Um, I think if there's one thing that Doug Peterson's really good at, it's, it's knowing you know who his good players are and getting mm-hmm. the ball in their hands and building an offense around them. And I mean, you saw Trevor Lawrence was able to take a huge leap last year, and that was you know he he made Zay Jones and. Marvin Jones, maybe to a lesser extent, and Christian Kirk, like that was a, it was, it was a humming passing attack a lot of the time. Yep. Travis Etienne and Evan, Evan Ingram. Ingram as well. Mm-hmm. So you take that and then you just throw in an alpha wide receiver. Like it mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of what the Eagles did going into mm-hmm. last season. Like you already had a couple of really good pieces with Devonta Smith, uh, who's a number one in his own right, and Dallas Goddard. And then you just mm-hmm. throw in a guy who's proven to be an alpha level wide receiver in, yeah. the, in the NFL. Like that's, that's no small thing. And it's not, this isn't Christian Kirk coming in last yes. year for a crap ton of money. This is a guy who at his peak was arguably like a top 12 ish wide receiver that mm-hmm. we've seen. He's still young. We've seen it recently. So yeah, it's uh it, it, it's, it's exciting. I I'm very excited for that. Offer. Yeah. We've also talked a lot about how, a lot of teams and, and specific systems and schemes can really benefit from having a true wide receiver one. Yeah. And Christian Kirk was in that role last year. And sometimes the moment felt just a little bit too big for him. Um, I think he performed incredibly, but putting someone like Calvin Ridley on this team as a very true wide receiver one. Again, he w- we haven't seen him in a little bit, but who has shown he can be a wide receiver one is super intriguing for a Jaguars team who unsuspectingly made the playoffs and made their push this and year. And won around. And won around. So I think they are one of the more intriguing teams coming into this upcoming season. Um, and speaking of, let's talk about some new contracts. So why don't we just start with Derek Carr? 
who is now officially a saint. He is signed for four years and $150 million with the New Orleans Saints. It seems like Jameis Winston is going to be cut um, as a, you know, casualty in this. Yeah, I mean, okay. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I, I don't think I could possibly pick a more uninspiring duo mm -hmm. of just like, I don't really know that I fully believe in the saints in general, their yeah. coaching staff, the team they have, like they have pieces that I like. That's great. But like, yeah. And then on top of that, it's like the most meh quarterback of all time, maybe outside of Kirk cousins yeah. when it comes to just like, you're really not sure how to feel about them most of the time. Um, yeah, he's a good quarterback, belongs in the NFL, definitely the starter in the NFL, but I don't think he's ever going to take a team over the edge. Like, mm -hmm. I was hoping for Derek Carr to land in a place that was much more like we're a quarterback away type situation. Or honestly, yeah. like somewhere like the Giants, where you've got mm -hmm. a really, really, really creative coach that could mm -hmm. really, really maximize him. And I don't think we got either of those situations. I think the Saints were fooling themselves when they went kind of all in last year, very stupidly. Yeah as I've yeah. mentioned many times. Um, but yeah, and now you're going to get like a decent amount of, you're going to get like 11 million in dead money from Jameis Winston being cut. Uh, if yeah. he's a post June one, I believe it's, it's a little bit less. Yeah, it's, it's less. Um, it's just cut, you know, it's like 3 million per year for the next couple of years. But um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make me, it makes me excited for Chris Olave. Yeah. Like that's that, it. that's really it. It's like, I like Chris Olave. Now yeah. he has a better quarterback throwing to him, I guess. Great. But he's like the only weapon. Uh, yeah. And Alvin Kamara, who's facing probably. Who's, a yeah. That's what I was going to mention. Michael who's, Thomas is a free agent. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Thrilling. The, the one upside to it seems to be that um, he's the only real starting quarterback in the NFC South currently. Yeah. Um, the Buccaneers. Kyle Trask, riding with Kyle Trask, I guess. The Panthers, who the heck knows, and the Falcons between Marcus Mariota and Desmond Ritter. So, who knows? He seems like he's the only one who may walk into just an NFC South championship, but who knows with that weird division? Well, Mariota's, uh, he got cut, I believe. Oh, did he? Yes. Yeah, he's okay. released. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I saw that because then it was like, oh, they're fully going in on Desmond Ritter. So, but yeah. there are still some options for these teams but as of right now he's like the only real proven yeah he's the only established quarterback yeah in, like by far it, like it's, yep. it's it's not even close yep so interesting for him that he may just straight up walk into an nfc south well yeah you compare that to pat mahomes justin herbert and yeah who am i missing he was the raiders oh russell wilson mm. like you compare those three to this three, and it's like, wow. Derek Carr went from being third or fourth best to by far the best quarterback in the division. It's kind of a crazy uh, jump there. Yep. Um, so we're talking about three quarterbacks. Our next quarterback is Geno Smith, who signed a three-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks for $105 million. I want to pull up some of the specifics. I did forget to do that, but what are your, what are your thoughts on it so far? I think it's a great deal uh, for both for Geno and for the uh, – the Seahawks I mean it's just I think it's fairly low risk I think it's 30 million fully guaranteed at signing yeah like it's just uh, he like you could argue he played better than Derek Carr and Daniel Jones last year and mm -hmm. he's making less money on a more team-friendly deal so like I just I, I don't have any I have no complaints I because it's the type of contract where you can still also like it's only three years he's getting older you can still draft a young quarterback and choose mm -hmm. to I mean I'm pretty sure they paid like whoever the dude they uh the backup to Aaron Rodgers a billion years ago that they paid a crap ton of money Matt Flynn I'm pretty sure they paid Matt Flynn more money and then benched him to start Russell Wilson. So like, mm -hmm. it's not like it's this gigantic contract that you're going to have a really hard time getting out of. Like, I don't think it yeah. screws the franchise at all. If it doesn't work out. So just like it, like an a all around yeah. for Gino and great for Gino as well. So, yep. And Pete Carroll has been actually fairly open about the fact that they're still 
pursuing the future like yeah. that Geno Smith could be their future quarterback but they're not putting all their eggs in one basket and Pete Carroll has been pretty transparent about that with the NFL draft coming up in 40 some odd days 50 days he's been pretty open about the fact that they may explore taking someone in the first round just to sit the bench and and try and develop because the Seahawks team does feel like it's in a, a they have a chance they don't have a chance kind of stuck in the middle so paying money and still being able to explore the future i think it's a win-win for the seahawks and for geno smith and for someone who loves you know i wrote them they they didn't write back so geno smith mm. now officially wrote back was that did i say that right how did he say that mm, it, i was not this good okay good enough also by um, the way i was very wrong about matt flynn they signed him to do a three-year <laughs> 20 million dollar deal but that oh, was wow. in 2012 what's inflation look like yeah, for like a free agent backup quarterback, like oh, I don't know, but I've it felt like a lot more back then. That's all I can say. So I want to um, plug it in an inflation calendar calculator. Sorry, and you can try and plug That's it into a calendar. Million. I don't think it's going to do much. Twenty million. Twenty twelve, you said. Yeah. Let's see. Great I, I put two millions. Sorry, you do this all the time. I know, and I normally comment. This is great podcasting. Yeah. Either way, um, I can't look it up past ten million. So, well, I guess I'll do that later. For some well, you reason. could just look up ten million and double it. I could, but and now it's making me try again. So, okay. okay well, this 10. is great. And now okay. you're doing it again. Where, where, where you just told me to do it again? Well, yeah. And then you were like, I can't. Okay. So, ten million in like January of 2012 was is thirteen million dollars now. Okay. So twenty six. Yeah, so. Not crazy, yeah. but still yeah. a little bit more. I meant more like the inflation of the general NFL. Yeah, I just meant money. Yeah. At least you see where we got confused. Ennis, anyway, um, last but not least, unless you had anything more to say about Geno Smith or Matt. No, not really. Great. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, you can go. Yes, the Giants under the like right at the wire trying to decide if they were going to franchise tag him or sign him to a new deal after long discussions with his agents. Signed Daniel Jones to a four-year, $160 million deal. Um, there's $35 million more in incentives, $82 million over the first two years, virtually $94 million guaranteed when he signs, which he did sign. The Giants released that. And an important note is that the first year cap hit is only $19 million. Joe Shane did come out in his press conference and say, if I thought I would have been here a year ago, I definitely would have used the fifth year option. Um, so yeah, they pay Daniel Jones some pretty big bucks. Let's go ahead. Oh, what are your okay. My thoughts. Um, originally when that first number came out, I really didn't, it was a lot higher than I was hoping for. Um, the the caveat is I really do like the $19 million in cap space in the first season. I know you're going to have a comeback for that one. We've talked about it already. But I do like that. It feels like the best compromise they could have made with Jones's agents. Um, for me, it feels like this was kind of one of the only solutions for the Giants. I don't see them going into the draft and, and trading up to select a quarterback. I don't know that they, they would have compete like, been able to compete in free agency for someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, obviously, a, a Derek Carr was possible, but they were trying to work the deal very hard, and it seems like they were all in on Daniel Jones no matter what. The other option was to franchise tag him and let Saquon Barkley walk. As a fan, I love that I still have Saquon Barkley. You and I talked about it before. As someone who can try and step back and look at it logically, it doesn't seem like the best but i still have faith in this new regime until they prove to me otherwise that i shouldn't yeah i mean i th i thank you for being more honest with yourself now than you were <laughs> when we were talking beforehand you're welcome um yeah like could they have done worse things absolutely i think um, given the situation that they're in was it the wrong, wrong move? Absolutely. I, I have unless mm. unless Daniel Jones turns out to be an actual franchise quarterback, this mm. is the wrong move. And I think at this point you have four years of proof that he most likely is not. Mm -hmm. Um that being said, like the thing I have a bigger issue with 
is probably Saquon Barkley coming back on mm-hmm. the franchise tag because that almost negates the fact that you're only paying Daniel Jones or this cap hit is only 19 million this year because you have a 10 million cap hit this year, a cap hold on Saquon Barkley. There's mm-hmm. no messing with that number. It is 10 million against yep. the cap. And you do that because you paid Daniel Jones. Yeah. Otherwise you would have had to franchise Daniel Jones, whatever. Yep. But it does negate it a little bit. You can say that that cap number is there. So you could franchise tag Saquon Barkley, yep. whatever. I just, this was always going, like we talked about it a thousand times in the off season, during the season, this was always going to be the issue. It yeah. was, who do you pay? Is it both of them? Is it neither of them? I would have franchise tagged Daniel Jones and let Saquon walk. Because, mm-hmm. like, and we were talking about this, like, yeah, okay, he doesn't cost a lot next year. That cap number goes up dramatically next yes. in, in 2024, at yes. which point Saquon is, again, open for a new contract. Or you can franchise and t- tag him again, and he costs more money. But Daniel Jones is going to be costing $45 million against the cap. Yes. So at that point, what do you do? If you think this team can turn it around and win a Super Bowl next year, great, fine. I disagree with that, but that's fine. If that's their rationale and they're going to turn it around just like that, which is possible. Mm-hmm. Great. They don't have a very good starting spot with that, which makes it a very difficult proposition to say that's about to happen, but fine. Mm-hmm. Let's operate as if that happens. Then it's fine. You go into 2024, you figure it out. If that doesn't happen, then you're in 2024 and you're faced with almost the exact same situation, except you don't have the flexibility with the Daniel Jones contract. And Saquon Barkley is either going to get a lot more money or he's going to get a franchise tag or he's walking, at which point your team got worse. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like, yeah, hopefully you've got a better team. But like what skill players on this team are you excited and think that excited about and think that are a part of the future? Because for me, excited about Saquon, part of your mm-hmm. future. I'm not sure I can think of any. I, I mean, mm. I guess uh, uh, the second round pick whose name is escaping me. Wandale Robinson. Yeah, Wandale Robinson. Sure. He was a first round pick. Right. He was a first. No, he was a first no round pick. early second. I don't remember. Yeah, he was a second round pick. Kadarius okay. Tony was a first round pick. Yes. That, there we go. Um, and they're basically Hardy. the same person. So it's fine. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I just like. I, it's so hard to look at it in a vacuum. And I guess when I really zoom out, that's where I have a bigger issue with mm-hmm. it in a vacuum. Individually, those moves, I don't have an issue with mm-hmm. generally speaking, franchise tagging, running backs, fine, whatever. It It's very situational because of the giant cap hold that you're going to have. Giant is a for franchise tags. It's not that bad. It's less than tight mm-hmm. end, which is crazy. But it's really just when I zoom out and I say like, okay, what does this get you? Like, how does this make you feel a year from now? What mm-hmm. is this? Where does what position does this put your franchise in three years from now? And it's yeah. like, okay, like in three years from now, you could get rid of, you could get out of the Daniel Jones contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then where are you? And it's back just where like, you started. Yeah, you're back where you mm-hmm. started, and it's like, you you know you have your coach. That's great. Yeah. And it, it's not hard. Like it's it's possible to get out of one quarterback and go to the next, but it doesn't happen that often. The Eagles got yeah. so incredibly lucky going from Carson Wentz, who they thought they had a guy in, to Jalen Hurts, who apparently they do, and I'm sure they're Daniel Jones just made Jalen Hurts probably ten million dollars extra a year. Thanks, mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. Maybe that's a part of the reason I'm angry, but um, yeah. yeah. But I mean, you look at a team like the Patriots, who thought they had one of the most NFL ready quarterbacks coming out of the draft and have Mac to move on from Tom Brady to let's forget the Colt Cam Newton saga onto Mac Jones mm, as a yeah. franchise quarterback and look at where they are. So I get, I get what you're saying. I think for me, the improvements last year make this feel a lot better. Um, and to make it feel completely right. I've hated making the comparison since stable came over, but you need to see some sort of, josh allen type leap and yes he made strides last year but it needs to be this absolutely can carry a team on your back um so and i think part of that comes from having to put the weapons on this team that can actually do something on the offensive line and the holes that were there and in skill positions which is why i really do like that 19 million first year cap hit but i understand where you're coming from that three years from now we may completely look but look back and say this is why we're doomed to another five, seven, ten years of issues. And it doesn't have to be that long. No. It, like the NFL is no longer in a place where it takes that long to rebuild. The Eagles yep. were the first team in NFL history to make it to two NFC two Super Bowls 
mm-hmm. with a different head coach and quarterback in each of them within yes. five years. Like it, 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 it is not that long of a rebuilding process anymore. Mm-hmm. But the NFL also doesn't have the patience. And I would yes, would hate to see Brian Dabble be in a spot where like it's it looks like it's his fault. Yep. I agree. Um, so that's that's basically it for our our big quarterback and big contracts. There obviously were some other contracts. I urge you all to look them up. But you and I have been talking a lot about franchise tag. So for those who don't know, the franchise tag is when NFL teams are able to put a tag on a player to guarantee them a one-year deal. They, they go on players who were in, impending free agents who are going to go ahead into free agency. There's two types of franchise tags. Um, the one, the other one is an exclusive tag, which means they that player cannot negotiate with any other teams. But all of the tags this year are non-exclusive franchise tags, which means the player who is franchise tagged is able to negotiate with other teams. They're allowed, at, if negotiating, they're allowed to, look like, so giant Saquon Barkley. We've mentioned Saquon Barkley is tagged. If he was to go to speak to another team and they made him a deal, the Giants then have the opportunity to match that deal and sign that deal. Or he sticks on his current franchise. Or he leaves or can stick on his current franchise tag. Why do you look? What are you pondering? Over? I didn't realize that all of these players receive the non-exclusive franchise Every tag. last that, one of them. That's news to me. Yeah, every um, one of them. And to note, um, only one player has ever been on a non-exclusive franchise tag, then signed with another team, like signed a deal with another team and went to that other team. That only happened once with Sean Gilbert in 1998. So we have three running backs who are on fran- oh franchise tag numbers real quick. The pay for the franchise tag is listed by position. So all three f- running backs who receive non-exclusive franchise tags are getting paid the same amount. It is ten million and ninety-one thousand dollars. So obviously we have mentioned Saquon Barkley. We can move right along to Raiders running back Josh Jacobs and Cowboys running back Tony Pollard. I know we have a lot to say about the Cowboys. Do you want to start there? I'm sorry. I'm still like, is this the one that gets given out every year? Yeah. Is it always this many people that get the non-exclusive franchise tag? Pretty sure. And is it just because it's two first that no one ever talks about it? except When you're a quarterback. Yeah. Cause I'm sitting, I'm legitimately flabbergasted right now. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Cause do you want to explain the picks? I always, I can't. Yeah. So the, right. uh, the pick side of the non-exclusive franchise tag. Yes. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Me yeah. So basically if it specifically when it comes to Lamar or Saquon, anyone with the non-exclusive franchise tag, uh, they can negotiate with other teams. Uh, say the Cowboys wanted to sign Saquon Barkley to a five-year deal worth a hundred million dollars. They would have to then go. That has to go back to the Giants. So the Giants either have to say yay or nay. If they say yay, then they're going to sign Saquon to the same deal and done. Saquon's a giant. But if yep. they don't, if they say nay, then in order for the Cowboys to sign Saquon to that deal, they also have to give up two first-round picks to the Giants yep. to to have the right to sign Saquon to that deal. So any any deal that any of these free agents are going to sign, uh, the other team has the a chance the the tagging team has a chance to match it or receive two first round picks uh when giving up the tag rights for that player yeah franchise tag feels a little bit like tennis or like the checks and balances system where like it bounces back and forth and back and forth until someone gets what they want um so i I am pretty sure that it's mostly because of the first day everyone i'm pretty sure it's non-exclusive franchise tags every year I believe you. This is uh, this is just something I'm gonna have to research because, okay. I, like, I if I, it feels like no one has ever said non-exclusive franchise tag before. I and think that that's just, said just franchise tag. Yes, I think that's why because it's the most common one that people just call it the franchise tag. I think if there was never an exclusive no franchise tag, up. you say exclusive franchise. I think that's the way it is. And I guess like the reason it's so shocking to me is because no one ever mm-hmm. says it, and then all of a sudden yes. they're saying it about Lamar. Yes. And I guess it makes sense because no one's going to give up two firsts yeah. or anything other than a fucking quarter. Oh, yeah. Quarter, oh, whoops. Uh, we made it so good. I didn't use the word from Calvin Ridley's thing. We made yeah, it so it's, far. It's fine. Um, I'm just, I'm flabbergasted. I'm really thrown off. I know. Um, anyway, yeah, I want to talk about the Cowboys. They're morons. Yeah, that's... They're absolute and total. Before we morons. get into this, can we please, the Jerry yeah, Jones quote, the Jerry Jones oh, quote God. that says, um, 
Dak Prescott, I'm going to misquote it because I don't have it pulled up right now, but it's it's along the lines of Dak Prescott has the chance to be, is as impactful on Brady as Brady was on the Patriots. Um, Dak as Prescott his is cap 30 is years increasing old. every year. He is yeah. 30 years old. We would have known by now if he was yeah. going to be Tom Brady. Jerry Jones, you old sack of shit. Oh my God! There's literally no excuses for it anymore. He had like a, a stacked roster, a he's stacked defense, be fine. He's every aspect he's of it. He's not Tom and... Brady. No, no. So and also, way. Tom Brady never made that much money. Like that's the no. other thing. You're talking about cap hit. Tom Brady took less money consistently yeah. because the Patriots did a thing where they paid his. Uh, they 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 cheated the system. Uh, uh-huh. Low key, high key. That's the Patriots. Um, it's fine. It's yeah. It's the Patriots. <laughs> the Patriots. Everyone <laughs> just kind of ignored it. Uh, it's beside the point. We've yeah. all moved on. Um, yeah, but obviously no. they have Dak on a huge deal and Ezekiel Elliott a on deal. a huge deal. Yeah, so, and now they franchise tag running back Tony Pollock for so 10 two points. Two of their top seven cap hits this season mm-hmm. on their roster are running backs: Ezekiel yeah. Elliott and Tony Pollard. That's Both, totally the path. Tony to Pollard success. is ten. What ten point six million? Zeke is 10. set 0. to make 9. sixteen million. They have two of the top running back cap hits in the entire NFL on the same team. What? Why? <laughs> when was the last time a team won a Super Bowl paying a running back a crap ton of money, let alone two of them? I yeah. And yeah, Zeke is probably going to get restructured. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be that much because Jerry Jones loves him. And yep. he's a moron. And I hope Jerry Jones has found the fountain of youth and lives forever to run the Cowboys. And mm-hmm. by run, I mean ruin. Because this is just stupid. It's so yeah. dumb. It do- Tony Pollard is better than Zeke at this point. If you yeah. want to cut, if you, like, fine. If you want to cut Zeke, and but they're not going to. They would have done it already. They're yeah. stupid. They're so dumb. Running backs are so devalued. The Titans are talking about that. trading Derrick Henry. Yeah. Like, three of the four times. To- ah, shoot, I was looking at this earlier, and then I got distracted. Um... Yeah, so if you look at these are the top cap hits in the NFL mm-hmm. for running back. Christian McCaffrey, he just got traded. Yep. He's also he's spent a lot of time injured. Like, should he be doing that? Should they be paying him that much? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Ezekiel Elliott, possibly a cap casualty, or should be. He isn't. <laughs> yes, he's the second highest paid running back. Oh. He has the most total money in his current in his contract. Uh, Alvin Kamara uh, had a pretty bad year last year and may not play yeah yeah, and he might miss six games dalvin cook is heavily talked about as a cap casualty possibly derrick henry is the exact same thing nick chubb not so much joe mixon absolutely aaron Mm -hmm. jones just restructured so he could stay with the packers giants saquon barkley josh jacobs tony pollard all three of them were just franchise tagged like i don't think a team has ever looked back and said Thank God we play. We paid two no. running backs twenty six million dollars this year. I, I don't think any team has don't. looked since the eighties. I don't think a team has looked back and said, "Thank God we paid a running back." Yeah, unless like, you're the Titans and you have Derrick Henry, but even then, it's like, "Thank God we made the playoffs." Yeah, we didn't make a Super Bowl. Look at look at the Chiefs and the Eagles. In the the most recent example of the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. the Chiefs had Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He was inactive. It was Jarek McKinnon, the ghost of, um, uh, seventh round rookie in Isaiah Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco, and one other guy whose name I'm not even remembering who it is. The Eagles had Miles Sanders, a former second round pick that they're going to let walk in free agency, yeah, uh, almost for sure unless he comes back on a very cheap deal. Uh, fourth round pick, second year Kenny Gainwell, and the forever. A uh, restricted free agent that makes no money in Boston Scott, and then oh yeah, Trey yep. Sermon, who was cut by the Niners a year after being a third round pick, yeah. who makes no zero money and was not active. Like, yeah, it's so illogical. Why? What? Why? They're the Cowboys. They're so stupid. It makes me so angry, but so happy at the same. Like the football yes. side of me is like, you are a moron, and you deserve you deserve every loss that comes your way. Yeah. But then. The Eagles fan side of me is like, thank God. Let it that, be. That's like, I was sad when they fired Joe Judge because I was like, yeah, yeah. Dang. If Dan yeah. Schneider sells, the Eagles fan side of me is going to be sad because he won't be there to ruin the commanders anymore. Exactly. So. Yeah. Just it. Uh, uh, at some point, somebody needs to take like the controller away from Jerry Jones. And yeah, that was like 10 years ago. 
Yeah. Um, like his his son. Doesn't he like, eat like a McMuffin or something every morning? I don't know. I, old, like old white men can live forever if they try yeah. hard enough and make enough money. So yeah. Either way, um, absolute double thumbs down for me on that one. Double thumbs up for me. <laughs> okay, so both sides that we get both sides of it. Um, how same price tag? Obviously, ten point zero nine for Raiders running back Josh Jacobs, who wasn't he on his a fifth? No, he was denied his fifth no, year option. The option. They yeah. denied his fifth year option and instead are now having to place the franchise tag on him. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't think they're I don't the Raiders don't matter enough for me to get angry about it. And again, it's yeah. like generally speaking, I don't hate franchise tagging running backs if mm-hmm. you have if you're not doing anything else of the position. And yeah. I mean, like, should they be doing it considering the fact that they're probably not I mean, maybe they get Aaron Rodgers or something and then it's worth it. Like Yeah. In that scenario, fine, whatever. I, I'm not nearly yeah. as angry about it. Yep. The Jaguars choose to keep one of their weapons. They decide to franchise da- tag tight end Evan Ingram. The cap hit for that will be 11.345. I did forget to mention all of the money on franchise tags is fully guaranteed. Yes, and it's all a cap hit this season. It's not something yes. that can be prorated into yep. other seasons. You can't yep. restructure it. It is a cap hold on this season. Yep. I like that for the Jaguars. I think Evan Ingram was a reliable target for the first time in a while um, for Trevor Lawrence. I think he showed up in some big moments for them. Thinking about it with Calvin Ridley coming back as, as having another set of hands there, it does put a little bit of a an asterisk on it, but I overall, oh, I like, I like, yeah, I'm just saying, but I overall, I really like it. I think it's very good for the Jaguars and I do think Evan Ingram even made some improvements in blocking even he that's never been his strong suit but made some improvements in blocking with the Jaguars I really really double thumbs up like this from them oh and by the way uh the Cowboys could have franchise tagged Dalton Schultz and paid him a million more than Tony Pollard and have him not be a backup at his position morons forgot about that um any thoughts? Any other thoughts? You like it. I know you like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I like okay. Evan Ingram. I think Doug Peterson loves having a good tight end. And yep. Evan Ingram probably had the best year of his career last year since yep. his rookie season. So, yep. We can move past this one quickly so we can go into the big one here. But the Commanders franchise tag, defensive tackle, Darren Payne for 18.9. Dur- I always go back and forth on that. Um, Duran Payne, 18.9, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, good player. Um, yeah. They're already paying Jonathan Allen a crap ton of money. So I, think I also they don't might... think they had a lot of people going. In... I don't think they had a lot of no. free pe- people going no. into free agency. No, they don't. They don't have a lot of good players. Yeah. And all the good players, honestly, are probably on the defensive line. So yeah. Uh, so um, they, yeah. I mean, they have they have the most pain. money by far currently wrapped up in the in the interior defensive line. I mean, yeah. just by looking at cap hits, uh, like they have two of the top six right now. So nice. Yep. Um. And obviously the absolute biggest one, the man without an agent who's been trying to work a deal with the Baltimore Ravens is now on a franchise tag. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. The price tag for a quarterback with the franchise tag was $32.416 million. Lots going yeah. on this one. This one's a pretty yep. loaded franchise tag. Um, obviously, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have been trying to work out a deal for a really long time to extend him his time in Baltimore. He doesn't have an agent. He's been advocating for himself. Um, and the to- the talks about extending him have gone through like a roller coaster. They really heat up and then absolutely hit the brakes. Let's return back to it. Um, ultimately, they were not able to reach a deal before the franchise tag deadline of yesterday, the 7th at 4 p.m. We're all decided- last off to you. Yeah. Um, and decided to slap him with the franchise tag. What are your thoughts? I don't think they slapped him. They probably just like, well, I'm just saying, like, I, if I saying, wanted him to stay, I wouldn't slap him. I'm just saying, I'd like, the saying, like you him. like stamp, you like type well, of stamp. Thing. That's stamp, different than slap. slap. Well, I wouldn't want to slap him though. That's disrespectful. And clearly, there's not good blood right there. Clearly, there's not good blood in in general with Lamar Jackson and the Ravens currently. No, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's. Uh, it's. Uh, it's a loaded one. It's. A bit unprecedented. Yeah. 
Um, the closest thing that I think we've seen in recent history is Kirk Cousins with mm-hmm. the Commanders. Uh, he was franchise tag in consecutive years, uh, mm-hmm. apparently with a non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, uh, and he ended up, you know, leaving and going to the Vikings. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kirk Cousins did not have an MVP to his name. He was not yeah. what Lamar Jackson is to this offense. He was not drafted in the first round to be your future yeah. franchise quarterback. He was insurance drafted for Robert Griffin the third. He was never expected to be what he is. Yeah. It's a very, it's a very different situation. I, honest to God, I don't know if we've ever seen this type like, of situation. Um, what and are the Ravens without like Lamar well, Jackson is the entirety of the good. Ravens? Like, yeah, I think oh, there's something uh, I forget the stat. I read it. They're top five in like offensive success with him, and I think they're 31st mm-hmm. without him. Wow. I don't remember the exact stat, but it's something along those yeah. lines. I need to start remembering. Sending so you writing stats them down or them. sending it, yeah, yeah, just so I know where to find them. But instead, I, I, I find myself mindlessly scrolling through Twitter. I read it, yeah. I think, ah, oh, I'm gonna remember that, yeah, I, I don't just um, bookmark it, yeah. Well, my bookmarks, I the problem is I bookmark things and I forget that I bookmark, I bookmark and then I forget where where to find the bookmarks, like I don't know no. where to go to find them, so I don't have I just issue. usually DM them to you or to myself. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, so it's it's really interesting, um, I. I think that he ends up back in Baltimore. Like, I, I think ultimately mm-hmm. that's where, where it's going to end up because I just, I, I don't know. The NFL feels very differently about Lamar Jackson than I would have expected. Yeah. Like, I don't know who you could really compare him to in this scenario because like everyone would take Patrick Mahomes over him. Like, I guess maybe you look at Josh like Allen a, and you say like, like a Deshaun Watson. No, because like, Deshaun Watson wasn't an MVP. Yeah. Like, I, like I'm just trying to... And Josh Allen hasn't been either, but, like, I'm trying to think, like, if this were Josh Allen, like, how many teams would snap up the chance to have him? And that's what's so confusing is... Joe no Burrow? Te- Joe Burrow, like, yeah. Like, yeah. no teams are are, take, are wanting to take advantage of the possibility of... Uh, like, they're, act, they're legitimately coming out and saying we're not going to try and even negotiate with him. Yes. Which I don't blame them for because i think it's pointless because what's going to happen is they're going to spend a crap ton of time negotiating and then baltimore's just going to match it mm-hmm. so yeah like i get why they don't do it um but yeah i i just i don't know where this ends i i've it's so intriguing because it could go so many different directions yeah i don't know if this could possibly end end at amicably like that's I what I, that's what i was just about to say and like I don't, I. What's even more confusing is because Lamar doesn't have an agent, we aren't getting the information like we normally yes. do. Like people, I don't think the general public is aware of how much agents will push to Adam Schefter mm-hmm. and Ian Rappaport and push. The yep. uh, the Ravens have offered this much. Instead, we get like these random reports, and we're not really sure where they're coming from yes. because Lamar doesn't have an agent to directly like put pressure on the Ravens. Yeah, so like and put like PR statements out. Do we want fully guaranteed? Does he want half guaranteed? Like we yeah. don't really we have know. no idea what he's looking for. There's been really. so many reports of negotiations and where they are, where they've stalled. And that's what's so confusing is I don't know who's asking for what and what yeah. they're landing on. And this could end up really, really bad. This could end up with a long term holdout. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know what direction this is going to go. I Lamar doesn't seem I wouldn't blame him if he didn't play on the franchise tag, mm-hmm. but what they've been negotiating for a year now, nothing yes. has changed. No. So, and if no one else, like if I'm sure what Lamar was hoping was some other team was going to set the market of what Baltimore has to pay him. But if no yeah. other team is negotiating with him, then it's, yeah. it, we're back to where we were a year ago, which is Lamar and Baltimore just talking in a vacuum and that has gotten us nowhere. So I I don't know. I have no idea. It's I also think there's like long, huge ramifications for the, the organization as a whole, like this is going to spark dissidents within the, within the organization between players, between coaches, between scouts and all rest of staff. There, there are two camps here, and one of them yep. is you pay the man what he wants. He's an, he was an MVP, and he's literally our entire franchise. Or you don't, and then these players feel like they're stuck here 
for somebody who's not going to pay stars, what are they going to do with me? I think it creates a really, really hostile environment for the Ravens. And I don't know, talking about does it end amicably, I don't see a way that it does. I mean, the only way it does is if they agree on a contract soon. Yeah, soon. That's part of it, too. I think what's most the most bizarre thing about this for me is the Ravens have long been like one of the least dramatic franchises I feel like ever. I mean, they have such a short history like they started in 96 with the exception of ray lewis literally murdering someone like they haven't had a lot of issue they had one general manager for like 90 percent of that john harbaugh they've had like what two head coaches it was like brian billick and john harbaugh and maybe the one last or two time, other guys mixed in like the last time it, i had this much drama was when they missed the draft pick in, in 2011 oh yeah and i guess ray rice but again that yeah. was like that wasn't long-term drama that was oh he yeah. did this thing cut I think yeah. if I remember correctly, I could be yeah. wrong about that. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know, coming from a franchise that normally just has all their shit together. It's even kind of more confusing. And I just, I want to know, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall to just know mm-hmm. why Lamar isn't getting exactly what he wants. And I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't blame the Ravens for negotiating. And Correct. I think a lot, I, I think if Lamar had an agent, this would be done already mm-hmm. because I think, and this isn't, I'm not trying to insult Lamar, but like you can be a smart person and not be ready to negotiate. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's someone's job to negotiate that. that that's a sports agent's job. That's and Lamar, you have an agent. he doesn't have, ex- I'm assuming he doesn't have a lot of experience negotiating at this level for this amount of money with all the yeah. small little things. Yes. And that's probably slowing the process down at least somewhat. Yeah. I mean, you look at something like Daniel Jones guaranteed money, right? I I just want to point it out. His $500,000 workout bonus that we were talking about workout bonuses is fully guaranteed. Like that's just a little caveat in, in contracts to work that, that makes it work for both of them. Yeah. And I don't know that you can sit here and know the ins and outs of. I doubt they've got anywhere close to that. No, that's what I'm saying. They've not gotten even close to the point of negotiating these small things. So yeah. Um, I did want to talk really quickly about what's been going on, though, with the whole situation. Very shortly after he was stamped, I'll say stamped with the franchise tag, so many teams have put out, like, official PR statements, we will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. Um, And there's, I, I know your feelings on it, but there have been conspiracy theories flying around about collusion and trying to reset the quarterback market. Um, But it was, it was, whether you think it's collusion or not you have to admit it was odd that all of these teams very quickly came out and said that when it there's no harm in talking to the guy and and gauging market value and interest and even just data on what he's looking for and these teams very 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 quickly put out very official statements that said we are not interested in pursuing lamar jackson yeah um i don't think it's like some agreed upon effort mm-hmm. like the, there's rumors out there that like you know it's a, the owners are working together to squash the quarterback paying market yeah i doubt it i it's a there bunch are plenty of, of other ways that they get around those rules it's a <laughs> bunch of rich dudes that just have uh, yeah. they're having a dick measuring contest like i'm sorry mm-hmm. but that you're you're 32 of these dudes are not all agreeing to not pay like they're, they're not agreeing to pay this dude specifically to do this one task like all it takes is one of those owners Mm -hmm. to just say yeah but what if i do it and then i get a franchise quarterback and we win a super bowl that would make me a lot of money in ticket sales they're not all doing i i just i don't believe that i i Mm -hmm. they're all in the business to make money um why are that doesn't answer any of the other questions like if it's not that I, i don't know why they're putting out these press releases of whatever when you could have just stayed quiet like yeah like you could have said no one yeah exactly so odd to say the least very odd um and i was saying to you i think this is the perfect time to highlight that lamar jackson really needs an agent because not only is it a lawyer which is a actually or like a really good pr team like please so specifically for the lawyer thing like it's it's a kind of common it's becoming more common practice in the nba among stars like mm-hmm. i want to say that joel mb does not have an agent a full-time agent mm-hmm. i also believe james harden well i think he might have just signed one but he didn't when he negotiated his last uh-huh. 
last contract, neither did Joel. It uh, it keeps them from paying large amounts of money in the long term mm-hmm. off those contracts, and they just pay like a small, uh, not small, but an amount of money for negotiating that one deal. Yeah. I think Lamar could use that. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it too is like I, I mentioned it because this man's stock looks like it's falling, and with all of these teams coming out and saying absolutely not, we're not pursuing him. Even just hiring like a good PR strategist, like something. So this man needs something, and I really hope somebody helps him out. Um, but let's move on quickly. Trades. I want to talk about three rumors slash uh, permissions. So, Alan, wide receiver from the Rams, Allen Robinson, has been given permission to seek a trade. Um, so he is able to go out and talk to other teams. Congrats. Yes. Uh, the big one, though, Aaron Rodgers, or one of the big ones, Aaron Rodgers is has out been... of his retreat. <laughs> Yay! We never even got to talk about his darkness retreat because no. of the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers, oh no, we did. We did at once. Wow. I don't know. I Either you. way, he came out and now he has been given permission to speak to the Jets specifically, um, just the Jets as of right now. And the Jets players and and staff and family is making a huge push for him. Pretty much every player who's somebody on the Jets has been except on Twitter Zach or except Zach Wilson and Mike White. Mike White said he wants to come back. Um, has sense. been very very open about wanting Aaron Rodgers to be a New York Jet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't? I understand the man has had his issues, but he's a weird guy, but he's uh, weird, but he is a back-to-back MVP. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's a fantastic quarterback. The jets, yeah. uh, the jets should be in the market for Lamar Jackson. Anyway, um, yeah. the jets have a really good team. And mm-hmm. if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would be a really, really great team probably. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but Aaron Rodgers is reportedly taking his time. Uh, mm-hmm. He may or may so not go into does. another darkness retreat. Who knows? Uh, we might not know that's when he years. decides if he wants to sign the paper. Or exactly. Not. Yeah. Um, but I, from what I've read, the longer this takes, the more likely it is that he doesn't return to the Packers. So yes, whatever. Yep. And last but not least, lots of rumors floating around about wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins uh, being potential traded away. Um, lots of talk about the Patriots like two and two weeks ago about DeAndre Hopkins being a Patriot. He's kind of finding his own business and not putting any fuel on the fire, but it seems like he is being shopped around a little bit. Yeah. I'm sure. And you already mentioned Derek Henry is being shopped for a potential trade. Um, So either way, that's the trade scenario. Yeah. That's time here. Anyone that makes a lot of money is probably being shopped and is good. So yes. Oh, or not kind of good. I think you don't have to be good. Yeah. All right. Speaking of not good cuts, lots of teams are making their cuts. It's the time where we're getting closer to the deadline to meet the first, the first like checkpoint for the cap is coming up soon. You said, right? Yeah. So next, next yes. week the on, I believe it's March 15th. The league year will officially begin. That's mm-hmm. when free agency begins. And every team, I believe I want to say it normally starts at four o'clock by four o'clock on March 15th. I believe uh, every team needs to be under the cap. Uh, gotcha. under the cap limit so whether yep. that's done through cuts through restructures um there's still a bunch of teams right now that are in negative cap space they have to be in positive yeah. cap space by the beginning of the new league year yep so many cuts already these are just a couple of the the few we've chosen to highlight for uh, bigger roles on their team and and will be possibly looked at in the free agency market buccaneers left tackle donovan smith chiefs defensive end D- Frank Clark, Titans linebacker Bud Dupree, Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks, wide receiver Chosen Anderson, you may know him as Robbie Anderson, and Jaguars quarterback Shaquille Griffin. Why are wide receivers weird, man? Weird. The tweet, the tweet from that guy always comes back every time. Wait, what tweet? Positions. The one that's like how quarterbacks tweet, how running backs tweet, how yeah, Yeah. David Carter, and how wide receivers. Well, yeah. Um. AJ Brown, like quote, he quote, yeah. he, he didn't quote, uh, he didn't literally quote it, but he said exactly. It was like uh, a friend, something with a knife behind you. I don't know. It was. I, I'm gonna pull it uh, up because the tweet okay, is great. hilarious. It really is an all timer. Um, it says, "Typical QB tweet. I love my teammates. God is good. Typical running back tweet. Keep grinding. 
typical tight end tweet derp and typical wide receiver tweet the enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife it is it reigns true in every aspect and february 26 in quotes aj brown tweeted exactly quote the enemy speaks kindly and holds a knife quote so i really can't either way um his new chosen name is chosen so you you may have formerly known him as robbie but we will call him chosen. Both Robbie with a Y and an IE. Yeah. Depending on the year. Yeah. Either way. Any of these you want to specifically talk about, or do you want to send out last few minutes? Eric Hendricks was a little shocking to me. I mean, he's just been mm-hmm. awesome since he entered the league. Um, just been really good. Uh, he spent his whole career as a Viking. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. big. Um, Frank Clark has been disappointing in the regular season, yeah. but been awesome in the postseason. Uh, but you know, when you're paying Patrick million, Patrick million, Patrick Mahomes, a crap ton of money, you're going to have to make cuts. So yeah, that one wasn't as surprising, but it's a big name up there. So, yeah, I agree. And a a lot of these are guys who have made an impact, you know, Bud Dupree has made an impact. A lot of these guys have made impacts. Um, but that's just maybe not chosen, but not chosen. And he was traded last year, right? Yep. Or was he cut and given? No, no, he was traded. traded, He was traded to the Cardinals. Yeah, okay. Just yeah. wanted to make sure. Um, and finally, as you mentioned, free agency opens up on the 15th. So why don't we highlight some of the key free agents? Um, let I'm just going to read the list we have here, and then we can pinpoint a couple. But these are a couple of the big key free agents. Um, let's, I guess we'll start this way. Niners quarterback, Jimmy G. I feel like it's just better to, if you think of, we, let's talk about Jimmy G real quick. Okay, sorry. How are you feeling? Chicago Bears just signed someone to an extension so i'm looking up who oh. he is because i don't actually know who he is um oh he's a fullback okay okay all right he's signed to yeah. a two-year extension uh carry black game yeah anyway um jimmy yeah g. jimmy jimmy g uh yeah we can zoom through these a little bit jimmy g yeah uh, i feel like he might be waiting for a while because we're gonna yeah. have to figure out well I mean, I it's probably actually the Daniel Jones, the Geno Smith, and the Derek Carr deals getting figured out is great for him mm-hmm. uh, from the point of view of there's less, less he has to wait for. But now he still has to wait for Aaron Rodgers to probably make a decision. And then anything that happens with uh, Lamar Jackson is probably going to impact yeah. that as well. Uh, but I don't expect him to be back with the Niners. I agree. And I think a lot of there there's going to be a lot of evaluations. So I think teams are going to really have to evaluate what they currently have on the roster before they decide to, to sign Jimmy G. I'm going to go backwards Absolutely. first. I'm going to start down here. Um, after we talked about Jimmy G, I'm going to start at the bottom, work my way up. Um, Bengals safety, Jesse Bates, who is Didn't coming even off start the at the bottom. Tag. You started second from the bottom. Oh, well, you know, I was talking about like groupings because I figured you were going to mention CJ uh, Gardner Johnson. I figured you wanted to talk about him, so I was leaving you the space. Bengals safety, Jesse Bates, who's coming off the franchise tag, and Eagles safety, CJ Gardner Probably the non-exclusive franchise tag. Um, Yeah, no, Jesse Bates is really good. Um, Safety's made some good money last Mm -hmm. offseason, and it'll be interesting to see if Jesse Bates is able to cash in after not just not cashing in last offseason. Like, currently, you know, Derwin James is getting $19 a year. Uh, last off season, I think I want to say that what was the big name. I think it was Marcus Williams was one of them. Uh, and he was making, he, he made around 14 million a year. Um, mm-hmm. last year, Jesse Bates made about 12.9 on the franchise tag. So yeah, it, it's, um, it'll be interesting to see how the safety market plays out. Uh, going right into that is CJ Gardner Johnson. He actually played, he played mostly safety after playing mostly slot corner with the saints. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's got a lot of versatility. He's really young. He's a hard hitter. Um, it's a shame. He basically said goodbye to the Eagles on Twitter, but there were rumors we were going to franchise tag him, but the cap hole for the season is the main issue because we have a lot yeah. of dead cap space. Um, yeah. I'm not totally bought in that he's going to leave yet, but it completely depends on the money that he ends up getting. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to be really interesting. You know, is it going to be more in like if it's up with like Jamal Adams, Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James at like 17 and a half to 19 million? We're not signing him. Uh, I expect him to be much more around the Marcus Williams, maybe a little bit less like Quandre Diggs type of deal, uh, which is around mm-hmm. 13 and a half to 14. I expect both of them to kind of be in that area. Jesse Bates probably a little bit higher. So, gotcha. yeah. 
I'm gonna brief breeze through this really fast so we can get back up to a couple of skill positions. Uh, cornerbacks: Buccaneers, Jamel Dean, Eagles, James Bradbury, and Vikings, Patrick Peterson. Uh, Bills linebacker Tremaine Edmonds, Browns defensive end Jajavian Clowney, and Eagles defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, who's th- who was third in sacks, second in pressures from his alignment. The Chiefs off- for offensive tackles: the Chiefs Orlando Brown, Jaguars Jawan Taylor, Niners Mike McGlinchey. And for skill positions, we can start with Dolphins tight end Mike Gesicki and Cowboys tight end Dalton Schultz, both of which have which have been pretty big staples in in their organizations in the past couple of years so it'll be interesting to see that i think those are really the only huge key free agents for tight end right yeah yeah or at least the big names yeah Yeah. Uh, i do want to look at uh cornerback real quick because i think it's really interesting uh james bradbury and jamel dean are probably the top two names arguably on the cornerback market um along with i think the Patriots guy who is officially a free agent. Yeah, he's going to be up there too. It's a it's um, a two J's some J yeah. something Jones. Yeah, uh, I don't know why we don't have. At least they now. got rid of one of the Joneses. They had like seven Joneses on the thing, and you could never keep track. Some of them even played the same position. Sorry, I'm trying to find it's his okay. name. Um, it's not Daniel Jones. No, not him. I think it's Jonathan Jonathan Jones. Yeah, I was right. um. Yeah, yeah, he'll be good. Um, but uh, he's probably more like a slot player. But he'll he's in that upper tier of free agent mm-hmm. cornerbacks. He's probably in a different tier. But um, anyway, what I was gonna say is Jamel Dean, his teammate, got Carlton Davis got like fourteen million, thirteen and a half ish, fourteen and a half uh, to stay with the Buccaneers last season. Jamel Dean is much younger. I think he's twenty five. Um, he's probably going to get like he could, he's probably starting at that 14 and a half million type, uh, type range. And then kind of going up from there, depending on he's 26, mm-hmm. depending on what the, uh, what the market ends up being. James Bradbury is really interesting because he just had an all pro yes. season. Um, and, and was just, on a one year deal. Really good. He was on a one year deal. However, the, the scary part is he's 30. Uh, teams aren't normally, they, they don't normally pay 30-plus-year-old cornerbacks, yep. the two exceptions being Darius Slay with the Eagles and Xavier Howard getting a lucrative deal when he was 30. Um, James Bradbury is going to be really interesting to see where he falls because if he wasn't 30, he would probably be in that right below Jalen Ramsey type of deal money. Mm-hmm. Um, almost oh, kind of like a trade rumor, too. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's going to be really interesting. Cornerbacks are always uh, – they're they're – I, I always enjoy seeing their market and where yep. that's at. So, yeah. Um, for running backs, Eagles running back, Miles Sanders, we've already touched that you think he's going to walk and lions running back Jamal Williams, which is an interesting one to keep an eye on um, for wide receivers. We have talked about him way too much, but I have to mention him. No team, Mr. Wide receiver, Odell Beckham jr. Patriots wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, saints, Michael Thomas and Packers, Alan Lazard. Any names stand out for you here? I mean, the wide receivers, honestly, all the skill positions on offense, I think are going to be really interesting. Not mm-hmm. basically because there's not any standouts. Like yep. a couple of years ago, Michael Thomas would have made a billion dollars on the free yeah. agent market, but not anymore because he, he barely doesn't play football. Yeah. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. is still Odell Beckham Jr. Whatever. Jacoby Myers, the fact that he's arguably the top name on this list is scary. He's a yeah. slot. He's a slot wide receiver that was undrafted or maybe a seventh round pick, but mm-hmm. he's nothing special. And Alan Lazard, yeah. apparently some people are like having mouthwatering dreams about Alan Lazard. And that's very strange to me. That was like almost an exact quote out of the, um, out of the combine apparently. Uh, but yeah, I, I wonder if people are going to get overpaid or if overall we're going to see like the running back wide receiver, tight end mm-hmm. quarterback ish market, like all kind of falter because there's not any big name free agents. Yeah. Like Miles Sanders is the highlight. And yeah. He's a arguably a two down running back that's mm-hmm. had injury concerns coming off his rookie deal. Yep. So like that's not exciting. Yep. Um, I think part of the thing with the wide receivers too is we've seen the how crazy the wide receiver market has changed with things like yeah. AJ Brown and and all of this stuff. A lot of teams are more so willing to let. Some teams will gamble, but other teams are willing to let wide receivers walk so they can draft the next one because wide receivers are yeah. coming out of college really, really NFL ready. So I think watching the free agency for wide receivers and the draft um, 
it will be really interesting for wide receiver position. That's what I'm going to really keep my eyes on. And this is, it's important to know. I don't think there's the last couple wide receiver drafts have been very heavy mm -hmm. at the top. This one is not. Yep. Yeah. I don't think anyway. I, I don't, I, I don't think there's a Devonta Smith or a Jamar chase or a, yep. yeah. Chris Olave. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've seen like five, six wide receivers go in the first round that we've been excited about. That's not going to happen this year. So, yep. I mean, it might happen, but I don't think it'll be the same level of talent going in the first mm -hmm. round anyway. So. Either way, that about calls it a show. So why don't you tell us where we can find you before we uh, get to see each other on the start of free agency next week? Uh, you can find me watching the 76ers and pretending that I'm not still sad about the Super Bowl and mm -hmm. that the Sixers aren't going to break my heart and ruin my life Never again happened. in a couple months from now. So, yeah, or on Twitter at MPDunkin75. You can also find yeah. me here on Wednesdays, yeah. all that kind of stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie with two A's and Ashley. Me, Duncan, and the entire Undroppables crew on our premium Discord channels, which you can gain access to by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash the Undroppables. You can find me watching Formula One, Drive to Survive, as I am now an F1 fan. Um, and you can find me, Duncan, here Wednesday live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or wherever you listen to your podcast to the next day. Thank you. Don't you normally say something else at the end? No. I feel like you normally say something else at the end. I don't know. Either. Okay, I can. Thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you for your patience as we took a couple weeks off. We are set and ready to go for the NFL offseason. We look forward for you joining us on that ride. Yeah, that's better. Okay, bye, okay. everyone. Go Birds. Bye.